Coming to you live from Star Worldwide Networks in Scottsdale, Arizona. Be, dream, do. Living by design. The radio show is focused on people sharing their stories of how they were able to understand what they were really passionate about and had the courage to dream big and then did it. Now, join the conversation with your host, David. Well, good morning, listeners. Welcome back to Be Dream Do Radio. This is your host, Dave Widern, with his son, Sean. Hey, good morning, everybody. Uh, Listen, we're absolutely thrilled uh, to have a very special guest calling in all the way from Malmo, Sweden. Welcome in. (laughs) Jonas Moren. (laughs) Thank you very much. Very nice (laughs) to have you, Jonas. So just for the benefit of our listeners, uh, Jonas is uh, actually a a friend that I I met uh, back... um, I'm going to say in about 2010, 2011, uh, and 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 Jonas is uh, the owner of his own uh, uh, development. Uh, I'm going to say his own gym and athletic trainer, and he is also uh, he also served as the personal trainer for the Malmo Redhawks. It's one of a really one of the better uh, hockey teams there in Sweden. And just so excited. I know when I met you, you truly loved what you did. As a matter of fact, I benefited from your expertise because I was there and I came to you because of tremendous headaches and uh, neck pain. (laughs) And you fixed me up real quick, Jonas. So anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, David. Nice. Uh, Actually, I'm so thrilled to uh, be able to have a chat with you, Uh, even if from a distance, it feels like yesterday. Uh, I can imagine it must be around seven, eight years, six, seven. Well, yeah, when I first met you, it was uh, it was about eight years ago. Yeah, it was eight years ago yeah, when I first yeah. met you. Yeah, and then I left. Uh, I left in 2013. So what is that? Because uh, of headache. Six, six years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, just I didn't fix you, so you left. <laughs> no, 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 no. You. Uh... No, just kidding. So. Uh, so I'm just going to reflect here just a little bit, Jonas, okay? So um, yeah. I remember, you know, I was working crazy hours like a lot of my colleagues there in for Schneider Electric, an excellent company uh, focusing on helping the world be greener. And um, I yeah. was um, – uh, but I, it was important to make time for myself because I was getting these crazy headaches and et cetera. So I'd get up in the morning and I'd try to exercise. And by the way, Jonas, you were very helpful to me in terms of – Helping me understand, you know, how many heartbeats per minute I needed to kind of get at a target to help my blood pressure, and and then you, I signed up for a massage with you uh, in the uh, yeah. in the afternoon during lunch, and uh, yeah. you know, for some reason my uh, my team liked me a lot better in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine you were more relaxed. <laughs> I was much, I was much, much more relaxed, and I mean, I know I saw a lot of other fellow colleagues who would. Uh, uh, exercise in the morning and um, try to get in in the afternoon for massage or or exercise or exercise in the afternoon after work. Uh, and a real real um, benefit to uh, to the company yeah. where I worked and uh, conveniently located, literally right next door. So I just want to tell you how much I appreciated not only the availability but you personally for your expertise and how you were able to. Uh, Connect with me and my colleagues and listen to the things that, um, yeah, that were ailing us at the time. So, so yeah, uh, thank just, you very much. David. So just you know, so this show is about helping understand how people are able to find 
jobs that they really love doing. So how did you end up doing what you're doing, Jonas? Oh, I think uh, it's actually started when I grew up as a kid uh, because I was always, uh, every day you were into sports, coming home from school, running out with the kids, playing uh, soccer outside, uh, ice hockey uh, everywhere. And then your mom had to call you way back in. Uh, when it <laughs> became dark, yeah. uh, and I said, "Okay, it's school day tomorrow. You have homeworks to do and uh, dinner to eat." So, <laughs> so we have every kid uh, back then. They just run out, uh, having fun, play with the ball, play with everything. Mm. Uh, for me, that ended up with playing ice hockey and soccer uh, until I was about twenty-two, twenty-three, uh, and then I realized after graduating from actually financial that I want to do this uh, for a living. Uh, so then I ended up become a professional person trainer back in 95. So it's pretty much 23, 24 years ago. Wow. Uh, because I, when I stopped playing ice hockey 23, because when you didn't make it to the NHL, when you're 23, you're never going to make it. And then yeah, right. that's what you were aiming for. So then I didn't want to play ice hockey on on a high level in Sweden because it wasn't that easy back then. Uh, today you can make a living playing maybe second, third division, right, uh, but right. you couldn't do that back then. So then it was better to end up in a school bank again. Uh, and then I ended up as a person, a person trainer uh, with an international license uh, because I, I felt like every time I was wondering what to do, uh, I ended up in the gym training. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Because that was, yeah. Anyway, I mean, that was part of my life. Uh, so were you like in during, uh, like in club teams? In high school. How was how the sports yeah. scene over there? Uh, I mean, when, when you grew up, it was a big part of our off-ice, off-soccer time as well. You spent a lot of time in gym because we wanted to become better. And we realized uh, where I played. I played in Malmoretos myself as a junior. Uh, we realized we we have to do many hours in the gym off ice to become better on the ice, uh, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the knowledge what to do to become better on the ice. Oh, I uh, see, I see. So I I realized I I want to know not just more about lifting weights because that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to learn more about the body. So then I started an anatomy. Uh-huh. Uh, ended up becoming a teacher in anatomy because I loved it so much. Right. Uh, and w- when I learned sports uh, medicine, uh, when I graduated there, they wanted me to become uh, the anatomy teacher for the school. Then uh, I said, I don't have the knowledge of teaching in anatomy. Right. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, I like to take the chance when I get it. So I did that for two to three years, uh, and I loved it. And where did you, uh, where did you do that, uh, Jonas? I did that at the sports medicine school, uh-huh. uh, where I learned to treat people with injuries, uh, massage therapists, uh, uh, to get back from, uh, from injuries, to perform okay. better. Right, right. So that was pretty much where I studied. They wanted me to become a teacher for new students. Uh-huh. Now, your, uh, your goal as a child was to play for the NHL. Was that your ultimate yes, goal? of course, of course. Uh-huh. Oh, of course. Of and, course. I, and if I'm not mistaken, That's... I think we have a couple Swedish players here in Phoenix that play on, the, uh, on our team. 
I can't tell yeah, you. I don't, I don't know their names, to be honest uh, with you. But. I think you got William Carlson. Okay. Uh, let's see if there is... Uh, yeah. There is a couple of Swedish... I think there is a couple of Swedish players in any team in Airshot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So your dream your dream was, was really to, um, to, to be an NHL player and all the stuff that comes with that. Uh, and yeah. you said that if you didn't make it by age 23, you didn't think you'd ever make it. No, because people, if, if you didn't end up in a national team back then, because 20 years ago, 25 years ago, yeah. uh, or even more, you have to be a national team player to, to actually make it to the NHL. Right. Today, young players that haven't hardly played uh, a junior national team game yet because uh, of social media, the, the world is so little today. So everybody knows uh, what everybody does mm-hmm. uh, everywhere in the world. So it's mm-hmm. so easy, easy to catch up good players in the beginning. Oh, I see. Uh, I see. Uh, an easy answer probably is that I wasn't good enough. Uh-huh. So then I ended up uh, thinking about, I still want to be in this business because I loved it so much. Uh, and that became be my lifestyle uh, and work at the same time and I think that's a privilege uh, it feels like you never work uh, and that's hard sometimes uh, because at the same time you feel like you never have a day off <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's interesting it's because you always feel you know if you're if you're doing what you love you you're, you know, you never work, but at the same time, you never have a day off. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I, I, I'm wondering. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Seven yeah. days a week, 24 hours a day. Uh-huh. So are there like, sorry, um, are there um, always a lot of uh, hockey players coming out of Sweden? Or what, what country would you say in the world has like the most hockey players that come out of there? Uh, today, I would say Sweden, actually. Really? For, for being such a small country we are, uh, so, how many players actually make it to the NHL today? Yeah, uh, it's that's very amazing, com- actually. It's very competitive, then. Yeah. yeah, and that's strange as well, because, I mean, we have cold weather for maybe two, three months a year. Uh, I mean, comparing to Canada uh, and other parts where you have pretty much ice time mm-hmm. all year round, right. uh, and some parts of America as well, they benefit from having ice time all year round, even if it's summer outside. Uh, yeah. Then you get a lot of skating hours, so you get skilled uh, skater and ice hockey players. And that we make it is actually amazing. Uh, and just coming over there, it's, uh, it's so much more business, uh, it's so much more around it. Right. So if you have... If you have had been to an NHL game and then go back to Sweden, it's like two different sports. Uh, well, so uh, how so how is difference. how is that? How how are they how are they different? I mean, f- first of all, the, the rings over there is much smaller than they are in Sweden or okay. Europe in general, okay. uh, both lengthwise and sidewise. Uh, so you get you get less time with a puck, uh, uh-huh. and it's it faster. feels like it becomes yeah, it's faster that way. Uh, you get more ice time uh, or time with a puck in Sweden or Europe in general because you get more ice space to actually go around on. Okay. Uh, so maybe it's more technical, but everything happens so much faster 
in the NHL and uh, oh. oh, it's so amazing to just be there. And then, then you guys, uh, all the supporters, all the fans around it. I mean, there's sold out games everywhere and twenty thousand spectators just loving the teams and uh-huh. uh, it's it's so much fun around. It's 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 not just a hockey game; it's a business. And the fights, are, uh, do you guys do all the fights in Sweden too? I don't know that much about. <laughs> Hockey, but and, you know, yeah. here it's all about. Oh, they're going at it again. They're, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a part of it. I mean, it's so much emotions. Everybody want to win, yeah. and everybody fighting for the spots because it's quite a big amount of money as well. Of course, if you make it to the NHL, uh, you make a lot of money, and uh, everybody right. wants to make it to the NHL if you well, play sure. hockey. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. And even in the in the team, uh, there is such a competition for every spot. Mm-hmm. So even if you're, you're friends, uh, you will be close, but you're never closest to your friend than actually the spot you have in your team. Because in NHL, oh, okay. you can actually be in a, in a totally different team just the other day because they're trading you. Yeah, cutthroat. And yeah, business. I mean, you go from hero to zero, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, you can do that in one day. Yeah, and uh, I think that's the biggest thing in, in when it comes to Sweden. If you don't... Mm-hmm. End up doing your stuff outside of uh, the, the time you had at the ice rink. They can actually get rid of you. Yeah. Uh, in Sweden, they pretty much have to buy you out. If you have a two, three years deal, uh, okay, of course, you have in your contract that you have to be in good shape and so on. But uh-huh. it's, sometimes it feels like it's the player's market. And in the NHL, it's more like the, the team's market because right. they own you as a property. Right. So you played uh, goalie in soccer, and you played goalie also in hockey. Is that right? Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Got pucks and balls all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I tell you what, I mean, I'm just uh, in awe because that's a difficult position to play, and the fact that you played that in both sports is, uh, is, yeah. is, pretty, uh, is pretty amazing, uh, very, very amazing. So here you were, twenty-three. Actually, I had a couple of years. Yeah. Actually, I had a couple of years in handball as a goal as well. Wow! Oh, in so. handball. Okay, we were. You know, it's funny. Yeah. We were just talking about handball the other day. Um, I did. Yeah, we, we were. Been. As I was talking to, um, you know, we were all watching the Super Bowl, like like most yeah. Americans, and I'm sure you were watching it too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. So, um, but uh, we were talking about handball, and handball here is not the sport that it is in Sweden. Mm-hmm. No. Handball here is uh, is basically you and I going on a court and uh, playing um, on a on a three wall court uh, with this black ball, and that's called handball here. And that was a very popular sport when I was in high school, like racquetball, like kind of uh, like racquetball but without the racket, or like a squash, yeah. <laughs> or like squash, yeah. but the the ball bounces more. But uh, the actual uh, the the actual game of handball is played at a very high level in Sweden and across Europe um, and uh, is a very, very fascinating and fast game. Um, ah, that's a tough game. Actually. Yeah, it's very it's really, tough. really, really tough. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like soccer, isn't they, it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's like... It's like indoor soccer. The, yeah. Indoor soccer, smaller goals. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe the size of a, a quarter or a third of a soccer field. Right. Uh, and then... Uh, you have six players and one goalie in each team. And uh, Northern Europe is very... I think uh, South America have a couple of teams that are coming along uh, lately. 
Right. But uh, actually, the World Championship was just a couple of weeks away. Oh my goodness! Uh, wow. And then and Denmark beated Norway. Okay. In the finals, and Sweden was in fifth position. So it was more like a Scandinavian championship. Isn't that something? That's cool. That's something. Well, yeah, it is. It is. So here you are, 23, and you didn't make the NHL, and uh, but you realized that, uh, but that you loved the sport. And I, I guess what yeah. I'm trying to understand, Jonas, is if you couldn't play, what is it that you loved about the sport? Oh, everything. Uh, being around in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, that's one part, uh, and I think everybody who played uh, team sports think like feels like that's something special. Uh, yeah. But also Definitely. the competitive part, being in some in in a group of people chasing for the same goal, winning every game, winning the championship, uh, mm-hmm. uh, get better uh, on their positions as a goalie, D man, uh, forward, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, and all the time you spend together, uh, it's like a family, so to speak. It's a very social, hard to explain uh, feeling on a group of people uh, getting really close to each other because you spend such a much, so much time to, uh, together. Yeah. And I got to think staying uh, in the shape. Competition. Yeah, the competition yeah, and staying, staying in shape. shape. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Staying in shape is, is one thing. Uh, but, I mean, compete uh, yeah. has always been something that uh, has been close to my heart to never become <laughs> number two. I always said if I was a goalie, I got number one because there is just one goalie. <laughs> nice. uh, and the goalie got number one. You don't get number 30 or 15 or whatever it might be. Right. Uh, and that's what I'm struggling with now because my oldest daughter, she's 14 and uh, is floorball goalie and wear number 30. And oh, okay. you can't wear that as a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so so that's uh, what I what I what I wanted is to be around uh, with a sport I loved uh, and still do, of course. Uh, but I, I was so into uh, the part of ice as well when it comes to be stronger, be more flexible, be more uh-huh. mobile, uh, to become better on the ice. And uh, when the more you learn about anatomy, you, you realize, wow, there is so much more to learn. Uh, and I got thrilled. Uh, okay. So I want to learn even more about that because then hockey just became one sport. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you can benefit from actually doing what you love and help other people. Uh, sports in general, but also people uh, as a whole. Uh, to become better, uh, to make them perform the best way they can perform in their arena. For me, <laughs> any 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 people could perform the best way in their arena, and that arena could be in a board member room. It could be one parent, uh, one single parent with kids, whatever it might be. They got their own environment that, that where they have to perform. Uh, keep it up on a good level. And I, I should wow. say, I mean, those people, they are top performers. I mean, you have to get kids to school. You have to pick them up. You have to go to a grocery uh-huh. store. You have to make food. You have to, yeah. to go all, all over the place. Right. I mean, if you talk about the NHL player, of, of course, they have all the pressure on them. But they got people taking care of them 24 hours a day. Right. Uh, and they have all the pressure uh, and it's not easy for them because they have to be 100% focused for whatever they do on the ice on a daily basis. Right. Uh, 
but they, they got taken care of when, when it comes to the fiscal part because that's the part of the package. Uh, but people in general who who doesn't know where to go, uh, think they're too stressed to go to the gym or go to a physio to actually feel better. Right. Uh, I mean, those those are the heroes when they come and when they can become less energetic and still perform on a good level on a daily basis. Wow, that's that's a Stanley Cup champion for the mm. daily life people. You know, that's beautiful, Jonas, and that that's really really impactful. And, and what you're describing is the person that I know in you. And, uh, you know, here yeah. I am, you know, uh, way over the hill, certainly not in competition with, for any <laughs> athletic position. And you met me at where I was. And, um, you know, you helped me uh, get through some stuff. And even to this day, I still remember some things, you know, that you taught me when I, uh, when I work out. So just so that you know, the uh, ripple effect of the work that you, that you have is, and that's why you're on the show, quite frankly. That's why you're on the show. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, thank you very much. So, so, much. so just to be I'm clear, free. so Jonas, just to be clear, because we've had people call in from around the world, right? And I've yeah, gotten notes yeah. from some of our listeners, and they don't believe that uh, people are calling in from around the world. So uh, I'm going to ask you to say something in, in Swedish, just so that our listeners know that this is not a set-up call, okay? So just say something in Swedish, please. Of course. Hej David, uh, det är jättetrevligt att vara med uh, i din uh, live uh, podcast uh, från Phoenix uh, och uh, jag har tyvärr dåligt ljud på datorn just nu så att just nu är det via telefonen but love to be there. Tack så mycket. Tack så mycket. Oh, that's I very kind of you. I say, yeah, that's very, very kind of you. We wish, we, we wish you were here too with us in person. So. Yeah. Yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah, thank you, thank you so much, and I'm sure you've convinced our listeners that indeed you're calling uh, calling from Sweden. You know, um, you know, it's really interesting how you said that. You know, uh, and I've heard this so many times. You know, people that have played and played very well, and then at the end of their career, they say, "I don't want to have anything to do with it because if I can't play, I'm not in it." And you, on the other hand, yeah. you got excited about being part of this team, about competition, the camaraderie. Uh, and then something else. You discovered your love for anatomy. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, anatomy was the start because, I mean, that was a big part of understanding actually how the muscle was working uh-huh. from origin to insertion and which muscle did what to actually to be able to do something to uh, create increase of power, endurance, whatever it might be. I have to understand the body. Uh, I mean, you can see so many trainers being really good of doing some exercises, but don't understand anything about which muscles doing what. Uh, so for me, it was the other way around. I have to start with understanding the body. Uh, and during my uh, education as a professional personal trainer, I had the greatest anatomy teacher ever uh, building up this interest because it was like learning Greek in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand everything. Uh, from origin to insertion and uh, every bone, every part of the body. But, I mean, just digging into it and then make it three-dimensional so I understand that something that's just written on a page, it's simple to actually make the test when you graduate. Uh But then you have to take that knowledge into the gym or wherever, to to whatever field you work in, to actually handle it, to work with people. And, uh, I mean... 
we had the benefit from actually working with ourselves, uh, force ourselves for many years. Right. So it was easy to adapt to what we did. Uh, but it, it took a couple of years actually to just understand what I was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I had my small lab rats in the gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> now you were the professional train. You were the professional trainer for the uh, for the Malmo Blackhawks or uh, Red Hawks. Red Hawks. Yeah, excuse yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. So, Red Hawks. Yeah. 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 So what happened actually when I turned out to be a professional personal trainer, uh, back in Sweden, uh, 25 years ago, uh, you have to move to Stockholm, which is the capital of Sweden and move up north to actually make a living as a personal trainer. But right. I had my life down south of Malmö. So, uh, then I start to actually become the teacher I told you about before at the sports medicine, uh, sports massage school. Right. I did that for a couple of years to actually extend my time doing what I loved. Uh, and I also worked part-time as a carpenter, just to fill up, because I started my company back in 97. Uh, so just oh, to fill up the paycheck, I took whatever work I had to actually, mm-hmm. because I knew where, where I wanted. But I didn't got the time to invoice people uh, full hours in the beginning. So what I did was to take whatever work I had and then I did more and more with what I loved, and less and less with what I, what I didn't want to do. But oh, I had that's to make interesting. Living. That's interesting. So you <laughs> do what you had to do. Yeah, and I can see, yeah, I can somehow see the connection between carpentry and anatomy. Yeah, you created. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I mean, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, I don't know where you're gonna go, want to go, David. But I, I, I love to <laughs> sculpture. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm an aesthetic person as well. So uh, so it was more like an interior constructor, uh, or and I loved it, and I still do. But I haven't right. had time actually to do it. But sometimes, maybe when I grow old, <laughs> I will take that back in life. But. Back then, I, I did that for a couple of years, and um, then I was asked to help them with uh, injury prevention, uh, 2000, okay. when I was working as an anatomy teacher and a personal trainer, and I did that uh, part-time for a year, uh, and that ended up become my full part-time work uh, for 12 years, but at the same time, I started to work with Schneider, uh, so... Right. Though you work during contract as a ho- hockey player from one year to another, uh, it's really hard to actually just step aside from any- everything and right. just oh, I go here hundred uh, percent because I, I did that, and but I I worked maybe seven to eight, eight hours a week uh, because you travel with the team, you work with the team, mm-hmm. and then at that time, two thousand and one, I was one day a week at Schneider Electric taking care of them, please. I remember that. There. I remember that. Yeah. And let me just pause uh, let me just pause for a moment for the listener's benefit. Schneider Electric is a global French company and they had a very large yeah. office there in Malmo, just so that people understand what we're talking about. So yeah, you did yeah, some you so. did some great work. If I were playing for the Red Hawks, uh, what you know, how would you help me as the personal trainer? 
uh, we're talking today or in general? I mean, back back in those days when you <laughs> yeah, don't talk gotta, about me I on air because it'll be embarrassing, right? But but back in those days when you were actually the personal trainer, <laughs> so you assess the you assess the current situation, and then you you move forward based on a you know on a. Person to person. Is that <laughs> <right>? <laughs> no, but when you were the personal trainer for the Red Hawks uh, back, you know, some years ago, uh, and let's say I was playing for the Red Hawks, you know, what? Yeah. How could you help me? What? What is it that you did to help me as a player? Uh, it, it, back then, two thousand and one, because the ice hockey had changed a lot, and right. what we did uh, back then is. I mean, the, hockey today is really fast. Everything happens really fast. And mm-hmm. actually, the rules have changed as well. Uh, so back in uh, 2001, uh, you were actually able to stand in front of the opponent. Uh, so they couldn't. You can just step aside, take the hit. But if you do that today, you, get, you, you interfere your opponent. Uh, oh, okay. You're not allowed to do that. So you have to move all the time. I see. So yeah. back then you could be heavier, and you don't, you didn't have to be able to skate that fast. Uh, still had to be a good skater, but the rules uh, gave you the possibility to be much stronger uh, okay. and not that mobile. So, and that happened. Uh, that changed over time. So in the beginning, uh, normally what we did, uh, we checked your aerobe capacity uh-huh. uh, on ice and off ice. So you get, uh, as you said, when you came to me, we talked a little bit about heartbeats. You understand right. actually what runs the body uh, when it comes to actually giving energy to your muscles. Uh-huh. I mean, the heart is the biggest source we have, and without it, everybody knows we can't make a living, and we can't live. Right. Uh, and uh, and then the lungs, when you build, uh, when you get to the aerobic phase, you have to make sure. You can inhale and exhale and get energy to uh, your muscles in different levels uh, when it comes to speed, endurance. Uh, so there is so much to actually go into. And then balance, of course. One leg balance. Uh, oh, okay. you, you don't skate with both feet uh, at the right. same time on the ice. So we check the balance, uh, we check the mobility, uh, and then we do a lot of strength tests in the gym. Uh, you don't do that much uh, one rep, rep maximum test, so we don't. You don't do test how much can you squat or how much can you bench press, uh, okay. how much can you clean. But you did that back then because that was a part of the test package, so to speak. Interesting. And that was in general in Sweden. Right. But today is more like uh, three dimensional. Three dimensional. You have to go through what we call myofascial slings. Uh, so when I learned anatomy, I learned, okay, we got deltudeus, as a, the muscle of the shoulder, right. a region insertion, what it did, uh, what action it had to do uh, for uh, the joint. Uh-huh. But today we realize that the fascia that runs around the joint actually connects to other tissues. So, right. I mean, for example, uh, muscles uh, in the sh- uh, around the scapula bone uh, on the back side of, of, of the shoulder. Right. Uh, on the right side, we got a muscle called infraspinatus. That uh-huh. that ru- runs along fascia down uh, on the same side to the latissimus muscle, which is the wide part of the of the back. Right. Uh, and then it goes 
towards the left side to uh, to actually hook up with a, with a with a hip joint on the left side. So it goes, so it runs uh, through my fascial slings, as I call. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the white part that we cut away from the meat when we want it really clean. Oh yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's the fascia. And the fascia actually store the power uh, in the muscle when you actually contract the muscle. And and, that's and, and so that's why the core, up energy. the core exercises are so important, isn't, aren't they? Because of that, what you just yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, and it's it's simple to say that core exercises it's uh, it's, it's important because and when you go to a trainer or a physio or whatever, uh, normally oh I haven't got a low back pain, aching back for many right. years. Right. Uh, and maybe it comes from dyskernia, and of course, that you, then you have to treat and get that fixed first. But what we do uh, when we come to my biggest profession today, when it comes to the biomechanics, is that we have to check your pelvic. Okay. Because if your pelvic bone is rotated, that mm-hmm. can give you what we call a leg length discrepancy. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's not a physical leg length discrepancy, which means it's not like... Uh, your femur bone uh, is longer on the right side than the left side, but it becomes longer because of the rotation of the hip. Right. And if you end, end up with low back pain because uh, of the rotation, and then you end up doing a lot of sit-ups and core exercises, it's like to put your broken arm in cast without fixing it first. Interesting. So then you have to realize you have to make your hip mobile and normalize it first and then you can go in and stabilize it with correct yeah then you can do that so you have to take everything in in the right order so to speak i mean that's just i mean the way you've just you know described all of that i mean obviously this is one of your million one of your many brilliances that you that you have and that you share um how is it that you moved from personal trainer instructor to the decision of actually owning your own gym and creating Motion Studio. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, when I had working as a personal trainer or strength conditioning coach for Malmö Redox for many years, uh, then you want to help even more. Uh, how do you do that? You just want pe- one guy and uh, you're in an arena where you can't, I can choose because they hired me and I do what they, I was hired for and uh, they used my knowledge. Uh, but when you do what you love, you want to help even more people. And you want people to be able to come to you in your own arena where your setup is built for your knowledge and uh, what you believe in. Uh, and then I have a company, Occupational Health, on the side as uh, as the sport. So I want I had I want to find an arena, uh, or I had to find an arena where I can host them and where they can meet. So it was quite a nice environment because I could have NHL professional ice hockey players at, in the same studio uh, where I had employers from. Schneider Electric or other companies coming in there, and it's it become such a nice feeling because everybody was there for getting help from me when uh, with with knowledge I had, uh, and I got I want to have the club feeling and yeah. the motion studio uh, feeling uh, was actually to helping people do what they have to do to balance their body with nerve and muscle imbalances, uh-huh. but still have time for friends, family, and other social activities when they get back home. Uh, so you don't get, 
Yeah, as you said, when you came up from getting treatment, uh, when you came down to me, you ended yeah. up coming up uh, on the third floor, I right. suppose, where you had your office. That's right. Uh, and your employees feel like, wow, David is shiny because you came up with more energy. That's right. Uh, and just taking care of your body and do that in a good way, uh, mm. you will have more energy in your body, and then it's easier to give that to other people as well, especially your family, friends, your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted, I wanted more, uh, and I always, I, I can't say I, I always want more, but I, but I can't see an ending because there is so much more to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden I find a spot. Uh, it's not, it wasn't big, and it's still not big because it's, it's had to be this club feeling, right? Uh, where you feel relaxed when you get there, so it doesn't get to a crowded gym in January where everybody wants to get healthy and in good shape uh, before the summer because this was more like this was another feeling you have to go there to get rid of your pain if that was the cause or Mm -hmm. get stronger or get more mobile Uh, some people get just got got there for socialize actually because that was they went there doing their stuff uh, and had a great time and then went back to work or got massage or another part of the I mean, treatments I had. I mean, uh, it was a really nice environment. Yeah, I mean, just as, a, as, you know, as, as someone who was a member of your, of your club there, there was a psychological benefit of it as well. Uh, yeah, it Social, is. like you said, physical, like you said, but also psychological. It just, I felt, um, I felt refreshed. I felt, uh, re, you know, kind of re-energized, um, um, I felt I felt like I had at least accomplished something. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, albeit small, something in a day. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I, I know. I visited uh, Malmo just for uh, a few weeks, but I remember. Yeah, I went to the skate park there because they have the I think the biggest skate park in uh, Scandinavia right there. And uh, yeah, they do. And and there was uh, a whole group of skaters that were starting in their forties. And they were, yeah. it was like a phenomenon. And I was just wondering, like, so, yeah, what is, like, the perception of fitness in Sweden uh, I mean, for today, all ages? Yeah. I, I actually, for, today, normally they say in Sweden that everything, that everything that happens in the States comes to Sweden 10 years later. Huh. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that has been a saying for, for, many, for many years. Uh, so today you can say, many people say that Sweden and Scandinavia is a very healthy country. Uh, but I can feel, I can say that maybe the top of the triangle is really, really healthy and become more healthy. Uh, but the fundamental of the triangle is actually getting where you were, uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago when right. we talked about the obesity and so on, mm, uh, all fast food coming all over the place and so right. on. So, right. Uh, when I go to, to the States today, you can see, of course, all, all different kind of people. But what we're struggling for today is young kids uh, not being daily act- active. Mm-hmm. What I mean with that is that they sit in front of their iPhones, uh, computers, whatever it might be. Uh, and then they have their one hour uh, schedule training from football, tennis, whatever it might be uh, right, at right. the evening. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, do that five days a week. And then parents comes to me or other trainers and say, "Hey, I think this is too much. My 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 kid has to train five days a week 
one hour every time and they don't have time to do homework or whatever it might be. Uh, instead mm-hmm. of just being more active in school, uh, because when we had our breaks, uh, when we were young, uh, we were just out to field, play around. And yeah. when we came home from school, it was just outside playing the garden. And today, it, you can't see that very often because they get went home, they go home, uh, they do their, their homework, of course, and then they have their snack, and then they sit in front of the computer until it's training. So, I mean, if you have three, four hour daily activity in general every day, I mean, then then you lose. 20, 24 hours a week. Easily. Right, right. Uh, and then parents don't have time, uh, feeling stressed, and the more you get those fast food places all over you, uh, you don't feel like you do as much home cooking as you used to be. Uh, I think that's a huge problem. Not only in Sweden, but it has become a big problem in Sweden uh, where schools actually... Uh, taking actions to, to change it. So they have to be more active because it's, it's a problem. Right. I mean, kids in general, they have to get rid of energy. Uh, mm. And then you can't sit, just sit in front of a computer. So uh, I would say uh, top of the iceberg is getting more healthy, getting more intense workouts. Uh, and I mean, it's crazy how many gyms actually and gym chains there is in Sweden. Uh, I mean... I think just in Malmö, we have hundreds big gyms and we have uh, a population of maybe 200,000 people. Right. And there is so many gyms and, uh, but all the big, big gym chains, they're buying all the smaller gym. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's really hard to become a small gym owner if you're not specified in any area. and have a topic as, okay, I work with top athletes, I do this or I do this. Because otherwise, uh, it's hard to actually get clients and uh, run your own business. Are you still working with Schneider Electric? Yeah, I do. Good. Oh, I love it. Good. I love it. Good, good. And, and yeah, if, yeah. if uh, anyone listening wanted to get in touch with you, um, um, yeah. how, how would they be able to get in touch with you? They can uh, get in touch with me on info at themotionstudio.se, uh, and I do online services as well, so it's quite uh, easy. Uh, and then I have the web page you can go through as well, which uh, is www.themotionstudio.se. Well, that's very that's so, very helpful, uh, and certainly would encourage listeners to reach out uh, to Jonas. Extremely knowledgeable in uh, in what he does and very passionate and really trying to make a difference uh, in anyone who, who reaches out to him. So uh, that's just really, really been inspirational. Uh, what advice would you have uh, for listeners out there who may have maybe some level of interest in starting their own gym or becoming a personal trainer uh, in the um, professional, uh, professional sports? Any advice at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, try to. F- it's today is so important actually to become your own brand. Uh, so make sure you know your knowledge uh, and what you're good at, and start with that. Okay. Uh, don't chase every client. Chase those clients where you feel comfortable in what you're doing and helping them with. Okay. And then just keep on learning so you increase your level and your base of knowledge. Uh, and then you can e- increase your 
width of clients as well when it comes to what they're suffering from. Right. Uh, so if you don't feel like you got the knowledge uh, to help anyone, don't be afraid because the client will feel that you're even stronger if you can tell that client that I can help you with this. Uh, but with that area, that's not my expertise. But mm-hmm. I got a client or a friend of mine that can help you with that. Instead of just fool around for maybe six to eight weeks, not give, get any results because you feel like you're in an area that you don't really handle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so make sure you got a good network. Don't be afraid of actually tell what you're good at and mm-hmm. what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to throw down your pants. Uh, but yeah. I think it's sometimes it's, it's so strong to actually be able to say what you're good at and what you're not. Uh, because you, you, your clients will talk, the best clients you can have is the one that talks good about you. Because if, yeah. if you can tell that to your client, they will tell that to all of their friends, will be, which, will, which will be your future clients. Uh, and then along with that, don't be afraid of actually work your own path. Okay. Uh, don't go in any other footsteps. You can do that by learning, but if you feel like I want to do this and if you've got an ID or, uh, if you got something special, uh, and you are special, uh, mm-hmm. then it's better to actually get your clients that feeling that I'm going to whomever it might be because it gives me so much than just the training uh, and I feel awesome by doing that. Uh, I never ever stop learning because the body is a never ending story. Yeah, that's, that's very, very powerful. Um, Jonas, who was most inspirational to you? Uh, I, I would say when it comes to my profession, there is two people. Uh, Christian Burry was my anatomy teacher back in the days when I was uh, educating to personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, uh, which is most of my profession today, when I was studying actually the nerves, uh, how that, that actually connects with the muscle and make sure the muscle is functioning in a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I became a master biomechanical specialist. So then I was studying in London for two years uh, during, uh, uh, under a fellow called Martin Haynes, uh, which is to me today both friend, colleague, and my guru. Oh, that's uh, terrific. Uh, and he is, he's a physio, ended up talking to his clients five, six months mm-hmm. after uh, their last visit. And he was, so uh, he didn't feel good because when they explained that oh, I had for a week, but then it w- went back again, right. uh, and now it's still the same. Uh, so he wasn't, he wasn't satisfied with what he did uh, uh-huh. from the knowledge he's got. Uh-huh. So he started to build his own system, going through all the researches, and uh, actually started this education. So I was actually the first international student he had. Uh, and I did that for two years and uh, that for me that was the missing link because I had the sports medicine and I had more the performance part right but this was the missing link uh, how everything was actually hooked together and uh, attached to to each other and realized that when you come to me uh, you can't just look for uh, 
symptoms because if you have a as you came to me you have headache or right. uh, pain in the shoulder right uh, is that a symptom is, or is it just actually the cause uh, because if you have a rotated pelvic or whatever it might be we always start with the pelvic okay uh, so when, when we do a screening we screen your big toe your balance the knee uh, the hip uh, we, we screen uh, two big nerves called media nerve and sciatic nerve. Right. Uh, one nerve comes from your neck, go through uh, your fingers. Right. And uh, the sciatic nerves often aching pain from this hernia and uh, pass through a uh, small muscle core piriformis down your backside of the leg. Right. Uh, when I was taught that, this was like, wow, this is amazing. That was a real. Bre- uh, that was a real. That was a real breakthrough for you. A real, real breakthrough. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, the motion studio today actually has been built on what I learned uh, during those two years, yeah. uh, combined in combination with what I have in my knowledge package from before. But right. That for me was the missing link. Uh, so that's that was the studios all about to create motions uh, using less energy while performing. So, what are your aspirations for the next five years, Jonas? Uh, Nowadays, I would like to. Uh, uh, I have my own performance team uh, where I want to be more uh, professional in, and then I start at the Motion Studio Healthcare is one one leg during my brand, so to speak. Right. Uh, working more on the occupational health part because when okay. it comes to occupational health, I think there is. I mean, it's many people, many companies, I should say, grow that big that business becomes. The most important, right? And when when it comes to bottom line money, uh, when you're working with people and health, I think it's hard when it comes the first the first uh, topic uh, because it's still health, it's still people you work with. Uh, so I want to do, to take the motion studio healthcare to the next level, level helping companies, uh, giving their employees uh, the best way of actually feeling good at their uh, at their work, at work, uh, and getting more energy energetic when they get back home to the family. Uh, well, so I'm actually under contract now with doctors helping me with what I don't do because I I just package it with with what I believe in. Right. And then I use my my network uh, helping me provide uh, the motion to the healthcare plan. Well, there certainly is a big need for that, uh, and I know you're going to be successful. You're going to continue to be successful because of the great work you've done in the past. And continue to do. Oh, thank you. Um, we're uh, we're out of time today. This has been a most fascinating uh, uh, discussion with you, uh, Jonas, and I can't thank you enough for making time to share your knowledge and your experience with our listeners on Be Dream Do Radio, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to up your game in your own arena, reach out to uh, Jonas Morin, and I'm sure I know you will not be unsatisfied at all. Will not be disappointed. Thanks again, a big taxamika, and uh, uh, we welcome you out here in in uh, Phoenix uh, anytime. We'd love to see you here, and uh, all. I'll give you a call when I get there. Yeah, all the very best, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, stay tuned next week. We're going to have Vetted Kogan, uh, who's a, a, a coach and a performance uh, a performance coach in her own way. And uh, remember, do what you love, and love, love what, what you, you do. do. Thank you for joining David and his guest. Make sure to catch Be, Dream, Do, Living by Design every week right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com.